Buenos nachos, Yawn. amigos. <laughs> Buenos nachos, amigos, and welcome to Record Breakers. Uh, the music fired up for this fun. one, Petey. <laughs> oh, let's get wound up for this. <sighs> it's late. Give him cut. Cut the guy a break. It's late. Uh, you, you literally just like whoa. Let's pump it up, everybody. You got the crowd all hyped up, and <laughs> you go to hit it. It's Yon's town. Population grew. Uh, all right, we're, we're, this is the music podcast where we share with each other, a group of friends, sharing an album at a time, uh, week after week, hopefully. Uh, you know, then we talk about it. Uh, I'm Peter Rape, your man with no plan. Here with me is, of course, my team, my crew, my squad. We got Brett. Yeah, it, it is getting late. You know, Wheel of Fortune Jeopardy's over, so, I, you know, it's about nap time. Yeah, we've got Drew. Fuck you. <laughs> and we've got Patrick. Hi. Yes. Uh, we're here to talk about music. Uh, we're talking about an album. And the provider of this album is none other than rap, that rapscallion, Brett. Brett, what do you got for us this week? <laughs> uh, sorry. I, I, I'm going to get trolled all the entire show. Drew just has to like fake yawn, and I'm just going to... Uh, uh, we've got an album that is very near and dear to my heart. Uh, it came at the right time for me. Um, I had parts of this album on a single. Um, this is the Presidents of the United States of America and their self-titled album. And boy, it is a hootenanny. Mm-hmm. And a hullabaloo as well. Uh, I mean, we, we, we are pretty familiar with this band. and Probably this album... Uh, for the most part, but let's talk about some expectations. Uh, Drew, what were your expectations coming into this album? Um, I'm pretty familiar with this band. One of the songs on this album is probably this first song I remember knowing literally all of the lyrics to, not just the chorus. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm I'm familiar with the bass guitar and the, the git bass, so it's something that I I, I, I was. I haven't listened to this band in a while. Um, I remember listening to some of the stuff they put out with Sir Mix-a-Lot a uh, while back, just yeah. out of curiosity. But I haven't listened to this album in quite a bit, so I was excited to jump back in and see how it aged. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, what were your expectations coming into this album? I could have written the notes for this without listening to this album again. This is... Uh, this is one of my favorite things ever. I love this record. I was, I literally, like normally when we do this show, I have to listen to the album several times before I make notes. I just sat down a couple of, you know, some time ago, put this album on for the first time in a couple of months. And I was like, ah, this is a happy, happy yeah. place. And yeah. uh, wrote my notes up. Yeah, there, there, are, there, there are several songs on this that are, are on regular rotation t- to this day for me. Uh, so I, I'm familiar with uh, with this quite a bit of this album, not the whole of it, but quite a bit of this album. Uh, that is for sure. Uh, Brett, how would you describe this album musically? What would be the themes and elements? Well, musically, it, this album is minimalistic, simple, and absurd. Um, it is proof that you don't need to have intelligible lyrics to have a funky song 
you can just mumble gibberish if you've got a cool, good enough hook. Um, and there are parts of this. It's it's we're we're talking about a band that wrote a song about the lady who's on the packages of Land O'Lakes butter. Um, you know that this is an album that covers such of the, the the heaviest topics, such as a salamander that goes under a couch, and you find it later, or um, to- yeah, or you know. Kittens. Uh, Sorry. Kittens. Like fucking kittens. Sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I don't believe that song's about that, but, you know, who am I? But, uh, you know, there, there's something Correct. about this song. Because I was in the fifth grade when this, like, give or, like, when I first heard this album, I remember going to a Washington, D.C. trip, and I had Weird Al's Bad Hair Day and this album that I had borrowed from somebody. So I got the, the gump lump, like, duo there yeah. but uh like it's a very time and place um and to think that this album came after weezer's blue album blows my mind like the, the songs sound a, a little fresher to me than 90s mainly because there's not a whole lot going on here there's like you know the very minimalist drum kit they ain't got a complete guitar between the two of them and uh you know it's 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 a pretty strange thing but like what what is eternal is the grooves the hooks the songwriting the way that they do layer the vocals uh it, it is it is timeless always yeah forever uh, the, 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 if this the, album came out today and they were playing them on like I, 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 e is eternal drew yes let's let's not yes. <laughs> but 99 so got to got to make sure but yeah this this album you could make this album today and have as much fun with it um as they did when they weren't old men yeah um yeah there's just so much that that is still engaging it's still super fun and just timeless uh drew how would you describe this album musically what would be the theme song that caught your attention fucking weird um that's how i would describe it uh but to me, also, the presence of the United States, especially this record in particular, to me, is just, while, yes, it does sound fresher than some of their contemporaries because of the weirdness, it is still something that is, like, to me, just that nostalgic 90s feel. Um, the, this band had two of possibly the biggest hits period of the era. Like, they were something that they were weird and they were way different than their contemporaries. But at the same time, they, it's still something that parts of it just scream like that nineties, like college crowd rock thing, which is great. It's quirky. It's different. There is, there is no sprawling per se, but if there was one, it wouldn't, there wasn't anything that stood out. But the fact that, like Brett said, they don't have a full guitar between them. They have two guitars that if you took them apart and repurposed them, you could probably get a full bass and a full guitar. But neither of them are playing that. Um, It has really catchy songs. The guitar tone at times very much told you, hey, this was a Seattle band in the 90s. But at other times, it was doing something way different than that. It's something that just you put on and 
it's just an easy listen. It's sort of, if you're diving into this for lyrics that are going to take you on a trip and talk about temples and space and far flung years, you're not going to get that. You're going to get something that's just, it's, it's simple, fun music by people who had fun making it. And it's almost like they were doing while. the wrong drug for the 1990s. Yeah. <laughs> this album does not scream heroin addiction. Yeah. 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 They found their own drug. Uh, <laughs> it's called animals. They, they want a new drug. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, Patrick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Patrick, what would be the themes on this that caught your attention? How would you describe this album musically? Um, in my dream world, instead of all current alternative rock bands basically sounding like Weezer plus Stone Temple Pilots, all alternative rock bands that still exist would sound like the Presidents. They are, they are pure magic. I, I, like we did Pusa Two, their second record, which I enjoy, but now we're like here with my happy place. Like, you, you talk about like the concept of albums you would take to a desert island with you, like that you're stuck with forever. This is probably going to make my list if it's, you know, if it's, you know, eight, 10 records. Cause I just, this, this album is like, like, like Brett said, this is not heroin rock. This is, uh, probably really, really, really good weed. And, uh, and just, it's, it's very, it's very joyous in a way that music from this era rarely is. Uh, there, there, there uh, rock music from this era. There's, there's no, <laughs> rock um, as in smoking it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These guys like, that's George Clinton. That's different, different era of music, <laughs> but there's, there's just not, this is there. There is no misery to be found here. There is no, like there's, there's just, it, it is, it is silly and not serious, but also like, like really, really well put together in that, like, this is, we're going to take, we're going to take as many parts away from a band in terms of musical instruments as possible and leave just the bare amount you need to make a rock record. And they did it. And it's amazing. Uh, uh, yeah. And, and there's just, uh, there's just so much fun in this album. Musically, there's just so much unadulterated fun. Uh, good old rock and roll. Good times. Like, is this a, a, what genre would you put this in out of its decade? Is this just rock music? Yeah. Is this what rock and roll is? It's just, I want more of it. Rock music. Cause it it doesn't, I don't think it fits post grunge. And it's not Seattle music. Like, it's not Seattle. It's it's alternative with a heavy dose of tone, but it doesn't have some of the the elements, some of the theme, but not all of it. It's alternative rock, but with like sort of punk ethics. This album sort maybe it has flannel in its closet, but it doesn't wear it that often. Yeah. It wears flannel when, when it's chill. Flannel is only for chilly days. <laughs> yes, exactly. Where's flannel when it's appropriate <laughs> for the weather? Uh, I think that's the perfect we're analogy. Just, we're describing music as this band wears flannel when appropriate. Exactly. <laughs> 
Uh, there, another moment where where it's a, it's almost a shame that we don't uh, title episodes because that would be the <laughs> that would be the episode title. <laughs> Flannel when appropriate. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about some. Flannel is the name of my president of the United States cover band. <laughs> uh, let's talk about some key tracks, Brett. Let's talk about some of the key tracks. What what do you got? What what are some of the key tracks for you? Well, let me just tell you right now that uh, when I listen to this album, there are two songs that I skip. So we aren't going to talk about those two songs because I heard those songs so many times, I'll never have to hear them again. But I do enjoy how this album, this has probably one of the best opening tracks in my mind right now. Kitty. Um, it's, it's, it's a song that is totally about wanting to pet a cat and having to deal with the inevitable scratches. Um, it, I, I like the how, like, Part of the musical wonder is a guy going meow, and if you listen to like the the demo of it, like the the meows are a lot uh, a lot like more actually from a cat and uh, more integral to the sound of the song. But like, yeah, I, I enjoy Kitty a whole lot. Um, and then you roll right into Feather Pluckin', which it's a song that that that's fun. Like it, it's they it's like they had you know, an idea and like, Hey, I got this awesome groove. Uh, uh, what can we bug eyed monkeys? Okay. Um, what else we got? Uh, an elephant, uh, you know, just come up with things that fit. You got syllables to fill. It's like our haikus. Yeah. You know, <laughs> let me count this out. I got to do the, and you know, there are other songs on here that I'm really into, but body is the song that I really is an example of, I guarantee that they sat down and they're like, man, I got this awesome, awesome chorus. Like, you know, can't get your body out of my mind. They're like, okay, we need to write some verses. Can't get your body out of my mind. Okay, so uh, let's talk about corpses of our dead small pets that we found, you know. (laughs) Can't get Uh, your body. You know, and, you know, for a a song that could be about anything, about bodies. They, They chose three small critters that got all crusty. And I, I think that's great. And when it comes to these songs in particular, you could probably put together why I'm attracted to bands such as this and, oh, let's say they might be giants or, uh, you know, bands that, you know, don't have vocalists. Yeah. I, I enjoy music without any of the seriousness. Yes. Uh, give me give me give me all the fluff and none of the meat, you yes. know, like <laughs> like I, I the, the, and there's a whole perhaps. lot of that. You know, give me a whole frosty. I don't need. I don't even need a real food product. Um, <laughs> this, this is. I just give me that that straight, uncut like fluff. It's it's give, pretty great. Give him the guess who. They have the courage right. to be drunken buffoons, which makes them poetic. Uh, Thank you, Petey. Drew. <laughs> what would be some of the key tracks for you? Brett's right on kitty being a great opening song um and why that is to me though is a little bit different um because if you start off a record and you don't know what you're getting into and you get to the song and the background is actual guys meowing and you're not on board you're wrong it's okay to be wrong leave but like you know in that song, are you on board with this? Are you cool with this? All right, cool. Let's 
let's do the rest of the thing we're going to do. Um, he went the feather plucking. I just want to mention the name. That's funny to me. Um, but I'm going to do one of, or I'm going to do both songs that he uh, skips. Um, that, that's not saying that they're bad songs. No. Just, I was exposed. I, I, I understand. Um, but like lump, easy, easy chorus to sing to, simple drum beat. Like if you were a kid in the nineties, you were doing some air guitar to this. Like it's your, the lump was a song, right? And so was gump. Peach. Yeah. So was gump, gump was probably is, just about as important of a song. It is. I, I, I get a lot of hate for not liking weird owl a whole lot. Gump is probably one of the three weird owl songs that I can like fully get behind. Drew, your respect levels. I, I don't know that I can, I can, we've had in, this conversation. You, you come in here yawning and then you come <laughs> besmirching the fine name of Mr. Al Yankovic. Jeez. I will say one cool thing. Fucking well, cool fun fact. Cool fun fact. <laughs> Mr. Yankovic. Uh, cool fun fact is, uh, if, for those that don't know, uh, there was a time, I don't know if they still do it, but there was a time where, uh, the presidents of the United States actually ended their lump, would end lump like Weird Al ends Gump with the, and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Just as a kind of a tribute, kind of a, like a reimagining tribute, which is awesome. Like, yeah. uh, but yeah, as you, as you were saying, true. I, I respect the Yankovic. I'm not a huge fan of the humor all of the time. Thanks. Revisionist history. Um, <laughs> Peaches is the song that I, I loved that song. I love that song so much. It's probably one of the two songs my sister remembers me putting on repeat for no reason all of the time, always. Um, the other one we won't mention here because it makes me look like an idiot. Um, but Peaches was great. Uh, the warbly guitar tone, the lyrics were funny to me. There was like the harsh drops and the like crunchy alt rock. Look, it is not only one of my favorite 90s songs, it's a song about one of my favorite fruits, whether it yeah. be in a can or a pie. Um, could you eat it for hours? <laughs> yeah, I, I could eat a peach for hours. There you go. Yeah, but, uh, Thank you. For I, I could. I. I see. I, I don't know if I could eat a peach for hours, but I'd eat a couple. That'd be really hard. I, well, I don't hey, know if I'd prolong. Let's get Cage to... on the line and and be like, okay. Yeah. Could you explain eat a peach for hours? <laughs> I could eat multiple peaches. I I could spend hours eating peaches. There must be some other meaning to this that we're not picking up on. Well, it's, so. it's the way he can like make it last. Uh, but moving on, Drew, <laughs> let you let you conclude, Drew. Stop doing that. Um, but there was one other song I wanted to mention. Um, since I did two easy ones, um, we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it to me. Like captured that same energy that like a late nineties like skate punk, like pop punk jam would have. Like, it captured that energy in, like, a totally, like, radically different sound, which is awesome to me. There's something that's pure fun about that song in particular and, like, that idea that, you know, they wrote this song while they were making this record. Probably not not knowing, really, that 
probably London Peaches were going to be giant, huge things. And that song's on there, like, two songs later. Like, that's awesome. I love that shit. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Uh, Lumpin' Peaches, I won't go into too much other than Peaches, to me, is the best justification for alternative rock as a genre. This is this is the best that it ever had to offer. I don't. It's a weird song. It makes no sense. It's not about anything. It gives zero fucks, and it's perfect. And it should be should be held in higher regard. And I understand. I've I've been listening to that song since this record came out, and I could see how one might get sick of it, but I just don't. Um, this is one of those albums I could do the Drew thing and talk about all the songs, but I won't. Uh, you gonna do the buggy. Drew thing and talk shit about Weird Al? No, I adore yawn, Weird Al. While yawning, Weird Al is a national fucking treasure. Damn right it is. We can agree on that. Yes. <laughs> uh, Dune Buggy. Um, I like songs about cars, especially ones that aren't really about cars, but it kind of is. It's just, it's weird. It has these, like, dissonant bent chords. The lyrics are, like, wonderfully absurd. It's it, Everything about this album could be summed up in the sort of wonderfully absurd as a as a genre of music but that is if i had to pick like a favorite that's probably it on here um and uh back porch um because why is there this random vaguely country song on here uh kind of makes me wish cowpunk would make a comeback cowpunk was a genre of music and it should come back because i don't know everything else comes back eventually and yeah and it's and the only the only Seattle thing on this whole record is that uh, Kim from Soundgarden plays on Naked and Famous, which is mm-hmm. I just find hilarious. Do you think do you think if Kim, when Kim came and sat down to play that song on the record, do you think he played a bass guitar or a get bass? Because I, I need to know. <laughs> you know, uh, person who wrote you know how many great songs like oh, I was gonna come play with these fucking weirdos with their you know they have, they got five strings between them on two guitars. Yeah. Uh, but plenty yeah. of splash symbols. Yes, they're they're great. They're Sabians. Yeah, yes. so I've heard. I, uh, I literally like I have shopped for the specific symbol that he has because when I get an acoustic kit again, I'm having an El Sabor Sabian splash. Um, maybe two. Yeah. Um. I I I'm I'm tick. I want to do a couple things. I'm tickled by the sentence I'm seeing in the Wikipedia. For this album, which is accordionist Duck Mandu, uh, parens Jason Seaman and parens covered Lump on his compilation Quack Rock: Five Decades of Accordion Mega Hits. Okay, we've got a new album that we're gonna have to listen to. <laughs> is that the new? Is that the new sport? We're canceling this album. We're gonna go back and we're gonna listen to that album, uh, and nobody's gonna know why. Yeah. Nobody's gonna know what when flannel is appropriate. Yes. Like uh <laughs> yes. Uh also uh Kitty Lump Peaches and Doom Buggy are songs that I've <laughs> sang in karaoke countless times. Countless times. It, it's uh, there everything about this record is perfect. Uh, there's not a bad yeah. song on here. But there, yeah, let's there's talk not about, one bad one. But let's talk about some conclusive thoughts. Uh, Drew, what would be your conclusion on this album? Um, I think this album is one of those albums that mm, captures a great place in time. And it's something that 
to me still holds up today. It's something that's absolutely um, fantastically fun. And it's something that if you haven't, if you haven't heard the presence of the United States of America yet, you, fix it. Just just fix it. Because you want to talk about American treasures. They are American treasures. Like that. It's inventive and weird for the sake of having fun and making good music at the end of the day. And it's something that that's all that I think anyone should want out of a band that is just making fun music at the end of the day. And they do it really well. Uh, Patrick, what would be your conclusion on this album? Uh, there, there, I have this obsession with the notion of a perfect album, an album that has no bad songs, that is enjoyable to listen to front to back, that is best listened to when you hit play on song one and you don't stop until it's over. And this is, this is about as good as they get. Um, this era of music, uh, is, you know, right for the picking of really, really good albums. Um, but again, like it's a lot of, a lot of misery and heroin. This, this is just pure joy and also an MC five cover. Like it's, it, it is, it is simultaneously like punk rock as fuck and its simplicity and it's it's lack of fucks giving. But like they're also like, again, five strings between them. But like they're kind of really good musicians, like like not like, you know, crazy, super talent, but like they make really good music, both in terms of writing and just how it sounds and, and how how it comes out. So go listen to this album. Go listen to it a 100 times. Catch up with us. Get on our yeah. level. <laughs> Get on my level. Uh, no, it, it is. It is just a fantastic record. It's so much fun to listen to and bounce around to. And like, uh, you know, I remember when it, when this when these songs came out and they, they were just so so perfect even back then. And and there's they're still just so perfectly fun and and silly and and catchy. And and this whole record just puts a smile on my face <laughs> like uh is uh, so many times and i you know it's an album it, there's songs that are still present in my life you know just they just are <laughs> uh but yeah brett what would be your conclusion on this album I enjoy this game as much today as I did when I was playing it in Zach Wilson's living room while we played Mortal Kombat on his Sega Genesis. Yeah. Uh, this is a really, really great album. Uh, it has always spoken to me in a special way. It might not for you, but that's your loss, buddy. Um, <laughs> this, this album is, uh, is, is pretty great. I, I, it gets uh, the, the good housekeeping seal of approval and is certified stank. Um, and, uh, it, it gets three yawns out of, out of 14 from Drew, which that's, <laughs> yeah, it, no, it's, it's, it's a pretty, it's pretty great. Uh, I, if you weren't there when it happened, like this is something that like, I bet kids these days don't really get their presidents of the United States uh, of America, um, fed to them. Like we had it fed to us by MTV when it came out. Um, boy, this was a regular rotation kind of fucking album. 
Yeah. Um, that isn't anymore. Is, you, you don't pick up the, the, the CD jacket in the back of your friend's Buick and find this anymore. Yeah. Nor do you find Buicks or CDs. <laughs> Nor CD jackets. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's, a, it's an experience. You ought to have. I almost bought a Buick. Yeah. Uh, I, it, it, funny thing is, it, it, I have, my car has a CD drive because I have a car now. It's exciting. Uh, and what's inside of it? Uh, is the mount for my phone magnet because <laughs> I got a phone magnet that goes in your CD drive and you can turn the thing and it, it expands up and down. Yeah, I got one of those. I I'm heard Petey got when this Kenwood uh, deck comes in. I, I hear Petey got a car. Yeah, is how many P's? One hundred forty-four hertz. <laughs> Are you in fourteen forty P? Yeah, running yeah. <laughs> ultra wide on the car. Uh, I'm happy thanks. for you, PD. I'm happy thanks, for you. <laughs> yes. Uh I'm excited. Uh but yeah, it, this is a great album. Uh so let's let's bring it to our haiku reviews. Bring it downtown. <laughs> downtown in poetic uh, form? Yes. <laughs> oh. Uh let's do some haikus. Let's get to it. Uh Drew. What is your haiku? An old favorite. Glad to go back to this one. Thanks for that one, Brett. Uh, Patrick, what is your haiku? I forgot to yawn. <laughs> All-time great record. The best of alternative. Wonderfully absurd. Yes. Uh, I'd like to officially redact the last line of my haiku. Hey, uh, I may have forgotten it, but I still didn't. So, yes. uh, all right, my haiku uh, does the most with, l- with less, making making fun and catchy rock with quirk and humor. Uh, Brett, what is your haiku? I brought you some fun, take nothing seriously, greatest album ever. Exactly, yes. Uh, that those are our thoughts on. Presidents of the United States of America, the album Presidents of the United States of America. There's, there's, I forgot, there's does in there. Uh, there's, I, I only put half the does that there to belong. Yeah. Uh, go check that out on our Spotify playlist. Play Record Breakers, a home game. You can, of course, find next week's album, uh, which is going to provi- be provided by Drew. Drew, what do you got for us next week? Well, I decided to go with something that is a little bit strange, um, but something I think is worthwhile to listen to. I usually don't go to uh, France for my music, but sometimes there's some uh, electronic-made music out of that way that is worth listening to. So we're going to dive into uh, Kavinsky with his album, Outrun. Kavinsky. Um... Don't get confused with the... Sega soundtrack with a similar name. This is that Yu Suzuki hit. Yeah, not Shinmu, buddy. We're pumping quarters, driving a Ferrari. Exactly. Uh so yeah, go look forward to that next it's a week. Ferrari on itself. Yes, but that's next week, and this is this week. You can of course find us all over the internet. Patrick is at the Swagger. Brett is at HBDBBRDHIBBITYBBBRD. Drew is at ExtrusiveRx. I'm at PD Rave. The show is at four record breakers. That's the number four record breakers. Record breakers podcast.com. 
recordbreakerspodcast at gmail.com if you want to email us. Rebelli.net for this and other shows. Rebelli TV on YouTube and on Twitch. Look for us everywhere. We, we're, we're, we're podcasts are there. We're there too. Uh, like, subscribe, share, do all the things. Until next time. Hasta los huevos. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> and that's all we have to say about that.